All right. Uh, oh my god, dude. What's wrong? Uh, okay. So last week, I, I, I don't get. Would you stop asking me to be satisfied with your fucking products? Uh, anyway, uh, so last Saturday, I, well, I think it was before that, which is the terrifying thing. I was, I noticed that I had a virus on my computer. Right. And it's one that, uh, allows someone remote access to your system. So I spent all of Friday trying to get rid of it and, uh, nothing. So Saturday I was, before I took it in, Mike gave that idea. If you're like, well, just restart it. So, you know, I, I wiped the shit. It's still there somehow. Huh. Yeah. So, I need to take that fucking laptop in. And the worst part is, everybody thought it's like, oh, it's porn. Like, no, it wasn't. It's worse. I was trying to read a fucking comic book. <laughs> Which, oh my god, uh, back when I was living in Kentucky, me and Red were switching computers off every couple weeks because... Her computer would get a virus because we were reading too many comics, or one of us, or she was reading too many comics on it, and you know it it allowed uh, uh, the the file type, the the flash files, you know, just your Java gets fucked. But uh, and the ads on it, oh, this is before the time of uh, everybody knew about ad blocker, and you know peer blocker, peer block. Uh, yeah, so sh- hers would get fucked. So we'd both use my computer, then it would get fucked. Then we would both use her computer. Then it would get fucked. It was, wow. it was, but hey, that's what started me playing. I, uh, what's it called? I, uh, what's the word Bob is looking for? Uh, started me playing, I, uh, uh, Sims 2. Oh, give me just a quick sec. Now I just need to make sure I don't move all that much because, uh, to put a little bit of baffling, I put those, you know, those throw pillows that they make you take whenever you buy a couch. Yeah. Which, of course, you know they charge you for, but they don't fucking tell you they're going <sighs> to... But anyway, I put some of those up against the wall so I don't get that much uh, bounce back on audio. Nice. It's... I just tossed two fucking pillows. There's still a giant gaping hole. If I was smart, I would have used... I would have tacked up a blanket, but oh well. Yeah. Hopefully the baffling of my Doctor Who scarf will help. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know. I like I like recording in the other room. It's it's much more relaxing because I can just, just you know, stre- just like you know, just lean back in that fucking chair. Yeah. Mm. So how are things? Not bad. Good talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I've yeah, I've got nothing, man. So. <laughs> Yeah, there's not a lot going on. We're thinking about refinancing the house, so we're going to do some work around and kind of clean some stuff up today and on Tuesday. And Because right now, uh, our house would go for anywhere between between 220 and 260 Dang, and you got for like, what, 160 Yup. Nice. So. I know, I'm wanting to, uh, I'm finally... Just super pissed off with the kitchen. Once we get back from vacation, we're going to start talking about, uh, or start looking into getting it, uh, remodeled. Remodeled. Yeah. Remodeled. Yeah. Not remodeled. Remodeled. (laughs) We both said remodeled. (laughs) Oh. It's not a bad idea, though. Nah. Because I would so much, I would love having the bar pushed way back, 
being longer, not having it to where you can't fucking look on the other side, so multiple people can do stuff in the kitchen at the same time, right? And extend it all the way off to the wall and cut a uh, a little what a a bar nook whatever into the wall. That way, whoever's in the living room can also, you know, cooking is a communal thing. Sure, we'll have no dining room, but we'll have a good kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs a dining room anyway? Right. Nothing was more annoying than fucking trying to sit around that goddamn table. Ugh. The house? <laughs> yeah, I could be No, crying. not here, not here. I'm talking about, I'm talking about back in Kentucky, like right growing up. up. Actually, that was where my mind oh, first really? went to. Because yeah. yeah, that fucking because I was always the one stuck up against the wall, can't move because Dad's still sitting there, just sitting there, just fuck, fuck. This is the reason why I eat fast. I just want to get my food and get away from you, motherfucker. Fuck, fuck. Just let me fuck. Ugh, it's not fun. Yeah. Hate tables anyway. <laughs> I'd rather stand up and eat and talk shit. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I don't mind in the long run uh, sitting at a table, but like you said, a lot of times it's just kind of more awkward than anything. Right? Because yep. everybody, everybody's sitting there, and what if somebody gets done first? Like we, you know, because like I said, it was, you know, you want to eat as quick as possible because if you don't eat fast, you're not going to get seconds because Dad will eat everything. Yep. So we scarf. <laughs> Military <True story>. race. <laughs> uh, but nah. Anyway, hello and welcome to another episode of A Brother's Quarrel. <laughs> That's Jake. That's Bob. Uh, at least we you could say we had some consistency because, you know, we had a week, had a week off, had a week, had a week off. It's true. That is consistency. Uh, oh, we do need to start thinking about what we're going to do for uh, the episode we'll upload for the break for that yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I do have an idea. I'll float it by you. What's um, that? It'll be a very simple one because it's one we don't have to prep. We don't. Well, sort of. We have to prep. One of those days before that, we sit down, we watch Justice League, and then we rip on it. Oh. That'd be so painful. So it would be maybe painful. in what is today the seventeenth? It's twenty fourth. So maybe in two weeks, do that. Like do a regular one and then. Oh, so like try to uh, so like watch what that on like the thirty first. Yeah. So record a double app on the thirty first. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, because that that's the best way to do it. Is you know we'll just rip on something, because that way we don't. It, it doesn't feel like a job. We're just doing what we always do. Right. I'm just like, I can't believe I'm willing to waste two and a half hours of my life for that piece of shit. Because it's going to be a piece of More shit. So, that's going to be our an entire day. <laughs> so with those microphones, did you not buy them off of Amazon? I did, but here's the thing. I... Uh, with with the Amazon thing, they uh, it was somebody else no, 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 who was fulfilling. Yeah. Well, the no, Amazon order. is fulfilling it. It's a different provider. Uh, so what happened was I was. It said there was eighteen left in stock, right? But I was farting around so much 
<laughs> that by the time I checked out, they were all sold. Yeah, but still, Bob, you would have had to fart around for a long fucking time for expensive ass shore microphones that had eighteen in stock, and then two hours later they're oh no no Jake 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 no it was well over two hours okay it was a couple days oh shit Bob (laughs) dude it was fucking eleven hundred dollars in total I know and I'm still kind of like damn dude right what sucks is the 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 magnets that won't work. I'll have to actively drill a, a couple of holes into the table because one, I can't use the clamps, the side clamps, because the table's material isn't strong enough. It'll actually just crumble up and it'll fold off. So I would have to actively drill a hole because I thought it was a just a flat base. All right, but no, it's a it's actually a. It's it's just like all the other mic stands, you know, with the little uh, the little bit of metal coming out the bottom. Right. So sadly, no on that. So I'll I'll just get a drill bit at Lowe's when we go look at shit today, and I uh, and you know drill a couple holes in the table. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, just some uh, some seven eighths hole. Just <laughs> that way we can I have them swiveled nice, and we can take them out whenever we're not using them. Simple enough. Because it's not right. like that table's supposed to be a fucking uh, picnic table. <laughs> we bought a folding right. table solely for this bullshit. It's true. And, but yeah, it's a... So the the stands are coming Monday. Uh, I got the magnets already. I hate the fact that I can't use them. Because those are some strong-ass magnets, dude. For as small as right. they are, they are incredibly powerful. I would have loved to be able to just stick that on the end of a fucking mic stand and... <laughs> yeah but it happens I, I'm looking forward to playing with those mics and I swear I will probably call in sick the day that they're supposed to arrive just so I can make sure I get them I don't blame you yeah <sighs> it was a lot of but like I said it was it was extra cash not like yeah. I could never still ever man think I about had like $140 in extra cash well I kind of did buy me some stuff that I needed so I didn't need well Sort of needed an Xbox controller, but like, oh, you know, I bought a watch that I could How wear. How many watches do you have? Watches, like three. Fuck you! I have like half. I only say half because the one I have has no battery. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I probably have a fourth one laying around that the battery's dead. But again, it would be more of a nicer one. So Jesus. I don't want to keep wearing my nice ones with my uniforms. You know. Especially considering there's so much construction stuff that goes on in a weekend. So every time I've had a nice watch, something bad happened to it. I had one in uh, ninth grade that I bought. I bought like one like uh, while we were on uh, at something for Upward Bound. I found a really nice watch. I got that, and then we were all cleaning, and me and P- me and P were fucking around having a sword fight with our brooms. And he ended up getting me right on the wrist. <laughs> Shattered that bitch. Um, I got one one of the times we went on vacation. I oh I know when it was uh 2010, right? Yeah, 2010 when we all fucking when we drove out to to Missouri and we all drove with all that fucking driving. Yeah. And what's when uh Bellatrix's kid was getting married? I bought a really nice one there. Then we went to a rest stop, and I took it off because it was all humid, and I went to, uh, or I was going to take it off, and it slipped and smashed. Wow. Yeah. 
And this last one, the battery just... Well, no, that's not a nice watch. It was a fucking Green Lantern watch. <laughs> it was so bulky. I don't get how people can have, like, big fuck-off watches. Yeah. I just... No, I mean, I just, I just wanted, like... I hate digital watches, though. That's just the pain in the ass of it all. Uh, I can't be asked to give a fuck one way or the other. No, the, the digital watches are a bigger pain in the ass to set up than an analog watch. Well, yeah. So everything electronic is harder to set up than analog. Well, and I got a digital cause it was like $30 cheaper than the, the analog. So I'm like, whatever. So I paid like 70 bucks for that G shock. It's got like the rubberized band and it's black and I don't have to worry about any, you know, uniform stuff. So if it, it works, Jesus B. <clears throat> so way too many. <laughs> But, oh, dude, if I had more disposable income, I'd have so many damn watches. That's what I would spend extra money on would be watches. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know, dude. I There's can't say much. I buy a bunch of fucking uh, tabletop books I'm probably never going to use. It's true. And I love this last one I got, Jake. Holy shit. Starfinder? It's basically Pathfinder, but in space. Oh, cool. It's a uh, because. Ba- uh, my favorite part about Pathfinder is the world. Like, Dungeons and Dragons, there's no real world on it, okay? Like, when you're reading the, the player's handbook, it doesn't tell you shit about the world. It's just, it's fantasy, have fun. Pathfinder's world has a story, which is why there's even a fucking comic book for it. it shit, right. it was, I need to read it, because I got it on a Humble Bundle. Uh, But, so... In the story, uh, Galarian is the planet it all takes place on, all right? Right. And it just disappeared. It's fucking gone. I haven't got to that point in the book yet where it goes over, in Starfinder, where it goes over lore, because I left it at fucking work yesterday. (laughs) Right. just like, you know what, fuck it, I'll just, I'll read it Monday. (laughs) And uh, my favorite thing about it is I bought the Inner Sea World Guide. When I was working on that uh, game where uh, Pathfinder, where my character was supposed to know things, he was supposed to be a, a lore and book nerd, and I felt douchey asking the DM what he knew, so I just actively right. got the book to look it up, and loved it. You get all this really badass lore, and I, uh, the world like it's set far, far into the future, but yeah, the Galarian that planet's just gone something happened to it it's just gone nobody knows what and it's far into the future but people from that world are still rocking around so you know you have your basic you have your weird forearm people you have your lizard people you have your insect people and fucking mouse people uh and i uh, you know humans dwarves elves all the all the bases are still there because in the world of pathfinder Magic ran rampant. Like, it was it was a part of life. I mean, Jesus Christ, there was a section of the world that was just a gaping hole into fucking the abyss. Alright, where demons demons and devils kept pouring out. Uh but so and in it there was there was practically described how to use magic to travel to different worlds. So it wasn't anything new that worlds, other worlds existed. People were, fu- mages were bouncing back and forth as much as they goddamn wanted. And so a lot of people survived because they weren't on the planet. <laughs> and there's even some things like they actually have in the back how to convert your characters 
to say like right. something happened and they just they got put in stasis and were shipped to the new worlds and you can find some what you can use divine intervention and all kinds of weird fucking things to say hey if you want your alchemist rocking with fucking uh star jammers you can do it man you can do it but if you need to convert it here's what you'll need to do like there's not there's not eidolons for like summoners but you can work it into uh, your eidolons now possess machinery. There, you now have a robo snake instead of a nor- instead of a magic snake. There you go. But uh, there's some like really really cool shit in that book. And the bait you have the basic classes. You know, you have your so- your fighter, which is a soldier. You have your rogue, which is an operative. And the bard is kind of cool because you don't you don't sing and ins- use inspiration and shit like that. It kind of pulled a leaf out of uh, something like uh, like more tactical or uh, social games. Like, oh, what am I thinking of? Uh, like, oh, what the fuck is the name of it? A Shadowrun or Vampire the Masquerade? What, those games that that may, that have big implement impl- implications with social shit. So right. you need someone who can who's the face who can talk to people. And instead of, you know, the bard just being the guy who does that because his charisma's high anyway, the class is built. It's called an envoy. You're basically the person who sh- who first steps out of the ship, like, don't shoot us! And all their skills are based around making it to where all your skills are better. All your class features make your skills fucking insane. So you basically are the hmm. bard, but you're not wearing a leotard. That rhymed. Interesting. <laughs> And there's the rat people in this are not like you know what the rat what you think of when you think of rat people, just the yeah we are going to kill thing you know no, they're cute mice. They have right. a race feature, Jake, where they can shove one cubic feet worth of shit into their cheeks, and hmm. to draw if you put a fucking gun in your cheeks. It's a swift action. It's kind of like, you know, quickly drawing it out of a holster, just shoving a fist in your gob and pulling out a gun. Or, as a move action, you can just regurgitate everything that's in your cheeks on the floor in front of you. So if you just, like, say you guys get captured, and they, you know, they pat you down, they search you, they realize everything's good. So, but they don't realize that the rat, the, the, I can't remember, the, the... Isaki or something like that, I can't, but even though their hands are bound, in their cheeks are a bunch of fucking uh, grenades, and they just blah, bye. <laughs> there are so many dumb things you can do. It's it's so fun, and a bit of me is wondering whether or not the game I'm going to start will be that or D and D because I have a lot more Pathfinder books than I do D and D, and it's a quick conversion. They actually have a simple conversion from one to the other. The biggest issue is spells because uh, spells only go up to level six to six level in this game instead of up to ninth. That's it. And then it's just simple. Okay. Since you were from a different time, you had more power done. You can go up to ninth. The end. (laughs) But yeah, it's a, it's kind of (sighs) cool. Interesting. Do you want to do the thing? (laughs) Sure. It's your thing, so I'll let you introduce it. 
I know, but I don't even remember what it was now, dude. It was so long ago oh, that I don't even remember turkey. how I kind of started to come across everything. Oh, fuck you. I mean, I remember some of it, but... Uh, let me try and find the goddamn text, you piece of butt. I remember I had to do... Yeah, other than, of course, you know, just like... I, I can't remember the exact way I kind of phrased everything. Let me find it. Uh, I may have also been thinking about how kind of cool it would be if... Uh, you know, with like the updated microphones and everything else, uh, you know, if I ever come across some some extra cash, then maybe get like a Gro GoPro to mount on top of the the stand or something, so that we can just uh, you can use a webcam have some for that video. Too. It's true, but okay, that big long wait was Jake. Us trying to fucking helps Jake helps Jake's Jesus fuck help Jake's memory <laughs> to figure out what the fuck the topic he was wanting to talk about that I actually wrote in depth shit about. So now, Jake, please, this topic that we were gonna talk about before we spent an entire episode on fucking Black Panther, what was it you were wanting to speak about? So just start off on you know um, on the uh, kind of taking the. Uh, the second part to, to what you just read to shake my memory here. All right, so we were um, we were watching the 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 short uh, kind of uh, documentary series on Netflix. It was a uh, is a CNN documentary about the eighties, which they have one about the seventies and maybe was the sixties. Was it 60s. also about how much they loved them? No, <laughs> even though no I did Michael love Ian Black shows. showed up. <laughs> Good old Michael Ian Black and Chuck Nice. Uh, but no, um, so we were watching the 80s, and, you know, there's some things that I don't remember, like the Challenger. Like, I could, whenever I think about it, I'm sure I probably heard about it or saw it in a newspaper because in 86 I was reading newspapers. Um, you know, because I was only like four or five whenever that happened, but... You know, I kind of started reading pretty early. Yeah, because Calvin and Hobbes was in the newspaper. That's the <laughs> no, reason like... I started reading the newspaper, Jake, and I shit you not. It was Calvin and fucking Hobbes. Yeah, I don't I don't remember what it was for me, but I just don't even remember Mom and Granny telling me that I learned my ABCs from Wheel of Fortune before I even got to school. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, I digress. So... Often. We're watching it, and we got to the – I think it was the last episode where it was talking about the Berlin Wall, right? And I was like, that I remember. Like, I remember that coming down, and then everything from, like, 89 to 94, from the time that it fell, and then all of the socio-political upheaval in Eastern Europe, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that kind of stemmed from that. And so afterwards, I was just kind of thinking about it. I was like – I wonder which one was the, the bigger event in my lifetime that I remember, the Berlin Wall or 9-11. Uh, you know, of course, with it, you know, I could easily say that it's 9-11 because I was 19 whenever that happened, you know, uh, as opposed to 7 going on 8 whenever uh, the Berlin Wall fell, you know. Uh, so naturally, you could say that I just remember, but you know, that actually happening, but I was kind of more curious and was trying to think of which one was the most impactful. Well, considering I was what one, when the Berlin wall fell, 
No, it fell in 89. Okay, so was you four. were like, yeah, you were four. Because I think it was the later part of 89, if I remember right. Hmm. So. Honestly, um. Trying to, like. I. Because if you think about it, world, like, world wise. It would definitely be the Berlin Wall. I think, you know, it would be which one is more impactful. Is something that affected the entire world or something no, – or most of know, the world or something that just affected America uh, and, Jake, you know, no. It then affected the rest of the world because it was used – and I apologize to your viewers. I am right next to that big fucking vent that the heat comes <laughs> out of. You're going to have to goddamn deal with it. I'm pissed off at my computer. Well – it was in the pre-roll. Fuck it. It was in the cold open. You know what it was about. <laughs> but Jake, 9-11 did not just affect us and then the people we attacked. It affected fucking everybody because it was used as the, as the jumping off point for a fucking territorial dick waver. Like, you try to kill my daddy, I'm gonna blow you up. Which then, oh my god, it... Now... I'm not saying it was the start of a bunch of dominoes falling into place. It was just one of the bigger dominoes because this shit has been tumbling and tumbling since, fuck, even before the Berlin Wall, Jake. It is... Which is true. It's been 20... It was 25 years ago earlier this month, I think it was. I think it's 24... Yeah, 24 or 25 years since uh, the... Uh, basement bombing at the World Trade Center that Bin Laden uh, kind of quote-unquote masterminded is more like a van blew up and caused some structural damage, but it wasn't anything... And that's a word I fucking hate hearing. Mastermind with a, with a organization that was built on cell, on small cell mentality. Holy Nobody shit, mas- it's snowing like crazy right? in England. It's snowing like Not just here, here, but in England. Oh, really? Yeah, this match, it's Huddersfield versus Crystal Palace, and it was like nothing. Now they come back from halftime, and it's snowing like fucking crazy, dude. Sorry. Okay, so let me get this straight. I'm sitting here with all my notes in front of me, prepping for every setup that we're going to be talking about, (laughs) and you're watching a fucking soccer game? You're watching some footy? It's just on on the TV. Oh my god, you fuck turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so... But no, you and you're correct. Like, yeah, mastermind is a strong word, but, um, but and I kind of agree because you know you, you can't say that if the Berlin Wall wouldn't have happened, that 9/11 wouldn't have happened because the Soviets invaded Afghanistan in the early 80s and they already screwed that pooch. Yeah. And of course, you know, the U.S. in our infinite wisdom decided to train and arm the Taliban and Osama bin Laden. And what so do we do to fight that's him? Always a, the same that's goddamn always a thing. So what are we going to do in another five years? The same goddamn... We're fucking idiots. I mean, shit, did you see the uh, the proposal that the White House put in? How to stop fucking the opi- opioid addiction? Death sentences for fucking... Uh, for, uh, for dealers. The war on drugs yeah, never worked to begin with. You need fucking method. You need fucking clinics. You need something to wean people. You need better setups than goddamn opium. Ugh. Dude, you know what's funny, though? In uh, one of the things that I saw on Twitter, it was absolutely hilarious, where people are like, oh, guns don't kill people. And there's some really witty retorts like, uh, neither did Osama bin Laden. Neither did Charles Manson. 
that act no the charles manson one yeah sure he's a he's a i i don't know what the fuck was he a no, osama bin laden did not carry out exactly. any of that it was other people exactly. he did not actually do those he acts. was just the hype man yep and that's the thing it's like look if you're you know uh Fuck it, I don't want to get into all that because people piss me off. Hey, I've still not re-downloaded Facebook, and I've not logged into it on my computer, so... Nice. And it's been like a month. I still I still I am, like that. for one simple reason, Jake. I use it as a shorthand for uh, for putting an ease to my, uh, my neurosis stuff, because... You have it, too. I know you have it, too. Which is why every time we leave and I forget to text you when we get home, you ask if we got home. It's it's that mentality. That whole, I don't know what's happening with people. And I don't have to worry about shit. Like, if I'm just out and like, oh, God, did something happen to that person? I said, oh, hey, they liked the thing. Never mind. It's, it's right. good. You can stop being crazy for a minute, Bob. So I'll never get rid of Facebook for that. But you have no idea how many times I have had to fucking okay deleting that response. I am not getting in the middle of this stupid bullshit. I am I've, not getting I've in the middle done, of this. Stupid, I know these people are just fucking stupid. And ninety eight percent is my goddamn family that I used to just treasure their opinion. Yep. It's like oh. Uh, anyway. Yep. How about anyway. the dolphins, Jake? Um, but okay. Right? Anyway, so let's get back to the the, the, nine, the whole uh, topic. So uh and. The reason I'm having a hard time answering this is because I remember what ha- I remember 9/11 very clearly. I was in fucking uh, Miller's class. I wasn't making clay. I was in the art. I was in my <laughs> art class, and he turned it on. And he, he told us about all the shit that was going on. I uh, actually no, because it was it was earlier. Was it wasn't it earlier in the morning? Because I think I saw something about it before no, it I left. it was early in the morning because <clears throat> I um, I don't think Cody, I think it was just me. I'd stayed the night over at our cousin Brian's house, and we had kind of, you know, done our whole drinking and pizza thing. And uh, I remember waking up. It was like 8-ish. Cody was still in school. 7.30-ish, somewhere in there. Yeah, so you were still in school. No, so was Cody, oh, yeah, yeah. that's right, Cody. He was on his senior year. Yeah, that's right. So, um, no, Cody was graduated. He graduated earlier in 2001. He graduated May of 2001. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was so, – I anyway. thought I was a sophomore. Okay. But I remember – I was about hearing, ready to uh, say what month did it happen on. Holy shit. <laughs> I remember hearing our cousin Brian. He was talking to Howdy on the phone, and he was saying something about uh, – I forget what it was now because I was just waking up. And he kind of walked in. He's like, hey, wake up. We're under attack. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? This isn't Red Dawn, dude. You know? I was like, her fucking commies falling out of the sky. <laughs> and uh, so I uh, I got You're up and... you uh, fucking uh, Patrick Swayze. You're C. Thomas Howell at best. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and so the... I, I'm trying to remember. I don't think the second plane had hit yet. No, it was only after the first plane, and then saw the second plane hit. It was like, what the fuck am I watching right now? You know, and uh, but yeah. So you know, for that aspect, I do. I I remember it more, um, mainly because of my age. But whenever I think of 
of the way things kind of changed, like all in all, uh, even for American political stuff, it got bad. It got bad, but I think it gave a specific group of politicians a reason to be insular. Um, you know, they may have given Bill Clinton shit, but at least he left office and we had a surplus. We still had debt, but we had a surplus of money. Yeah. But so there was at least that. As much shit as anybody else wants to give Clinton, fine. And the only shit but, I, like, of all the shit, <clears throat> Bush should never have been president. He was never, like, because he never had, you could tell by the look on his face, he never had any care to. It was just a a blue blood being told what to do. Yeah. But I will always give him some props because he was thrown into a shit show. It's Nine true. months into eight well, months into his he, presidency, in fairness, he himself was a shit yes, show. But he was in very in and various also, ways. Also, I have to give him and I voted an for him amazing twice. amount of props <clears throat> of I uh, of what you can consider like British stiff upper lipness. You know, just just keep it in there. When he found out, he was reading a book to a bunch of kids. Kids, yeah. And right when he heard, he he took a second to process, and then he continued reading because he didn't want the kids to feel. He caught a lot of shit for that. But too, it wasn't. Man. It was wanting to. These kids are going to remember this day for the rest of their lives, most likely, and right. they'll also know that at least he made sure. That he cont- he showed that America keeps marching on. No matter what, we keep trucking. So right. he was there to read the book to the kids, and he was going to make sure that they had their – and everything was going to get taken care of because no matter it, – it puts into a kid's mind that no matter how fucked – when they look back, it's like, that was a fucked up situation. But by still reading to them, by still continuing as normal, it shows that nobody can beat you. You cannot be beaten if you refuse to lash out and just freak out the moment something happens. That doesn't stop the fact that they right. we still lashed out, and freaked, they lashed out. out and freaked out the moment something but happened. To those kids, that said so much positive shit. That was an amazing thing. No matter how much shit people gave him, how many times people made fun of him, that was one thing that I will always give that full props for. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think that that if nine eleven doesn't happen, we don't have Trump right now. I, I don't think that that happens because you don't have the the ignorant ass Toby Keiths well, of the yeah, world like all of a sudden being like, "Hey, because I beat my chest and saying America and all this bullshit," that all of a sudden that's the the proper thing to do. And if you don't do that, if you don't wear a fucking flag lapel pin. That somehow you're a bastard and you hate America, which is the dumbest yeah. fucking shit and, imaginable. Yeah, we wouldn't have all that jingo gasm that was going on. Hey, I like that. Or, what jingo gasm? Yeah, organic, uh, organic, orgasmic jingoism. Like yeah, to where like oh god, America. It's true, man. And I don't, I don't think that. That we're stuck where we're at now if that doesn't happen. We don't have 
the douchebags in because for all intents and purposes, like, uh, you know, McCain was always kind of like, uh, he was always kind of shitty whenever it came to, uh, politics, you know? Um, because even in that eighties documentary, they laid out some of the shit that he was doing, even in the eighties and some of the money he was taking and shit like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, that's not a good look you know, fucking hero or not, but, um, you know, I don't think that we deal with the, the, the bullshit insular politics, but I also think that Obama doesn't happen if, if, uh, if 9-11 didn't happen either, because if 9-11 doesn't happen, we probably only have one, I about said semester, one uh one term one go around for bush and then who knows what would have happened after that right but i don't think that obama would have happened in 08 either so but i think there's a lot of dominoes that fell and again that's kind of the same way with the berlin wall because of that that big social it, it was more socially i mean sure reagan had you know he was kind of really pushing but for here, the, the, the end of communism <clears throat> but the Berlin Wall was a gaffe. The fall, the the destruction of the Berlin Wall was built on a gaffe, nothing more. The guy who made the speech saying that they're going to tear down the wall accidentally read it wrong. The note was supposed to say that you know it was going to like they were going to do some construction on it or something like that. I can't remember what, but he fucking said they were going to bring it down, and you can't fucking go back from that. <laughs> Yeah. It was just a well, big you know, gaffe. But but still, at the same time, history's full of yeah, those. No, 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 and I'm just good saying that bad, it's hard so. to it's hard to stack those two in terms of remembrance. And oh, I never got to my main point uh, because you kept stepping all over me. God, let me talk for once, Jake. What I do? <laughs> but I uh, I remember nine eleven. I just don't remember reacting. Yeah. Aww. Hey, Bob. And I honestly, I keep on looking. Anytime like something bad happens and I look back, it's like, I don't, I didn't react to that. I am terrified about all those well, times Brian... I have never reacted to shit. Not, not, uh, not aggressively, not defensively, not, you know, like I'm shutting down. So nothing. I just had no reaction. Bunch of fucking people died. I was died. Just more kind of like, no reaction. I was more like, what the fuck? I mean, somebody actually had wanted to fly planes and buildings. It was more like the, the fuck kind of world are we living in, dude? But Brian had more of that visceral murk of Fox news kind of reaction. Yeah, Cause of course it was all on Fox news and that's where we were watching it. But oh. remember back when Fox news was just silly. Exactly. And that was whenever it was silly. But at the same time, they all were horrible. I still remember when fucking, I, uh, what was it? I, uh, God, not Mal it was not Mal the Malaysian flight, but one back in 05 or 06, Wolf Blitzer was, they were, CNN was doing their whole like, oh, let's constantly blah, 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 let's constantly talk about this, like, oh, hey, we have some, uh, we have some footage of the, cr oh, no, it was a small plane that crashed into a hillside, it was like, oh, we right. have some footage that, uh, that we've we've confirmed that is from the crash that we're going to be showing in a bit. Won't that be exciting? Like motherfucker, twelve people died. 
telling this yeah. shit's gonna be exciting. Fuck you, Wolf Blitzer. You're a douchebag. Well, and some one of the things that gets lost in all this is the space shuttle Columbia fucking breaking apart with everybody inside upon re-entry back in oh was that oh three oh four? I don't remember that one. Yeah, exactly, because of everything else that was going on. It's like a space shuttle that, you know, it, the the tragedy is on par with Challenger, except, you know, there, there wasn't, wasn't millions teacher. of people. Right. And, you know, but still, upon re-entry, Columbia just completely broke Jesus. apart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can wonder what, what, what year so, that was. I don't remember. At, at least we, we've uh, discovered, dear viewers, that when we give Jake the reins, we all get sad. <laughs> I should not be fucking remembering the name of Barry McGuire right now. Because the whole time he's talking about this shit, all I could think of is Eve of Destruction. It was Tell February 1st, 2003. Over and over and over. Well, I was right. <laughs> I was right on the air. <laughs> so, do you have any other happy things for us to talk about today, Jacob? Well, um, you know, we could just go along the same lines of the stuff that we were previously talking about. So, whenever it comes to, like, your day-to-day, um, I don't know, there's so many different ways to think about this. So, uh, let's, you know, because there's, fuck, like I said, there's so many ways to take this. So, Bob, whenever it comes to life, all right, the way you approach it, uh, even, you know, the random, uh, the, the random references you make, any of that stuff, like the music you like, what are some big influences on you personally? I was able to come up with four in this one. Like, four big influences okay. that are just, you want me to go through all of mine first, or ha- are you still trying to... Sure, no, go ahead. Okay, give you time to... Okay, so I have one that's odd, that's going to need a lot of couching, two that are kind of obvious, and one that's that's just prototypical me. So the first right. one is the website Gaia Online. This was an old uh, BBC forum Dude, site. That's... Yeah, that, I remember you always being on that. Yeah, and I, I first found out about it uh, from a friend that, like, right when I moved out here, uh, when I started going to school, someone was telling me about it. So, I, you know, I hopped on. I, I, you know, I was a Merc Lurker for a long time. I just lurked everywhere. and But I started getting into the sub, su- the sub groups of, you know, right. well, now you have, like, shit like Red and everything that has all kinds of subgroups. But this was a... I think back in the day, you had a you had a stupid little fucking avatar. You had a bunch of stupid shit, but really met some awesome fucking people. And right. I I I it got it helped a lot with my uh with my timing with sarcastic fucking uh you know just little quips, just quickly being able to hammer out some stupid shit. It made me even better than I was. And since there was everybody had a avatar. It gave me a lot of stupid shit to draw. So right. met a hell of a lot of people that I still talk to to this day, actually talk to and internet talk to. And yeah, so it had a lot of stuff that I could, that, that you had. Okay, in 2000, between 2007 and 2010, when I was living in Kentucky, 
again. Right. I drew so much, Jake. I lost so many doodles. I was working so well on art because I had nothing else in my life that I was getting rather not bad at it. Then, you know, when life happened again, I just stopped drawing. (laughs) Right. And nearly all of it was from this site. It was just random people that I met on there, just even tossing up like a, hey, I'm kind of drunk right now. I I want to play with my tablet. Who all wants a doodle? Just post that on fucking the main site. Just right. like, okay, stupid, stupid avatar, stupid avatar, stupid avatar. Like, there was one that was like, okay, give me a song, and I'll do something stupid with it. And, you know, just going from there. Like, I think I still have one somewhere of, like, uh, someone's like, okay, uh, something by the B-52s. Like, okay. So I had to draw a big fuck-off Cadillac with their avatar in it. Like, just a bunch of dumb little things like that. It was it was a fun time killer. Uh, the right. other two are all about my sense of humor and how it affected that. The first of which is the jerk. Because comedy, Jake, is subjective. Right. No place is it more apparent than that movie. There's smart comedy. Which is true. I I would agree with that. There's smart comedy. There's dumb comedy. There's smart comedy done dumb and dumb comedy done smart. This movie is the quintessence of dumb comedy done smart. Every every joke is well-crafted. Because right. if you think about it like this, uh, just because it's dumb doesn't mean it's the lowest common denominator. All right, Gallagher. Right. Gallagher is stupid comedy. All right? But <laughs> can you ever think, hey, I want to see Gallagher again? I am often thinking yeah. about watching The Jerk again. True. It is. And just realizing you can say something and do something incredibly stupid but well-crafted. Oh, it's – and the other one that, that has to deal with my comedy uh, – is Mike Birbiglia? Yeah, I know. I remember you always being a uh, a big fan yes, of his. Yes, and it's it's also through a different route, and that is because the way he a lot of his comedy is done, he can walk a story through eight different stories, which is a lot right. of how we talk back and forth. We'll start railing on about something else, and then, oh yeah, this is why it brings back to this. Like this, uh, listening to, I would highly recommend if you have, since you have Amazon Prime, go ahead and downloading Sleepwalk with me and listen to it. It is amazing. Right. And yet, it starts of the, it starts off him beginning the story about a missile, about having a dream, about a missile, and then he stops that and goes on a, basically a almost 12 year journey about his history with uh, sleep disorders and then at the end it comes back it is well crafted and it has a nice little uh, ping pong effect where by the time he gets back to the missile the story you completely forgot about it so you get to experience uh, it completely anew right so yeah, it, 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 it's well crafted storytelling Neurotic storytelling, which is probably why, yeah. Uh, right. And the last thing that's the biggest influence on my life is my own social anxiety issues. We've sort of <laughs> talked about that with why I still have Facebook. So it keeps me from worrying about some shit. Uh, just stay with me on this, all right? Half of the instances okay. where people tell me that I am kind or polite or treat people well... 
it is almost always because I find that the simplest routine with less friction. I don't know if I right. do it because it's supposed to be polite. Do I hold a door open because it's what you're supposed what's it what you're supposed to do because it's polite or because I don't want them looking at me weird because I didn't do it. Right. All right, and I. Uh, and another thing, I pay for everything. Even when I had no money, I pay for everything. Because yep. if you're going out with somebody, splitting the check is so fucking hard to sit through. You have the server standing there waiting on you, asking you how you're splitting it up. They have to sit there and fucking separate everything. Everybody's like, oh, are we going to... They do that polite, like, oh, I can. No, no, I can. No, I can. No, 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 I can. I can. Oh, please, please, just let me. No, 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 let me. Fuck it. Here's the goddamn card. Put it all on there. I hate those right. situations so very much. I will put myself in debt just so I don't have to fucking deal with that shit, Jake. Right. But everybody else thinks it's me being incredibly polite. And here it is, like, uh, one of the... Uh, well, in some ways, it is still you being polite. I mean, you... It, sure, you can chalk it up to your neuroses and anxiety, but it's still kind of being polite because you are still being aware of the entire situation, including the waiter or waitress, or let's just well, say I the server, so, right? I get that weird little heat going on to where I'm like, oh, fuck, I, this is all just too much, too much input. Fuck it. Like, I, I, a, a couple months ago, uh, at, at our uh, Pathfinder game, oh, no, it was when we started doing uh, Vampire. Uh, but anyway, whichever it was, we, dude, was, uh, the DM was going to get food. And I was like, shit, nobody, I don't have any cash on me. I don't have ever have cash on me. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just pay for it. I don't want to have to fucking deal with you owing me, me owing you. You've you've picked me up a couple times because I don't have a car. Fuck it. Because every time he uh, he gives me a ride, I check his fucking fuel, but he's already f uh, full uh, filled up. It's like, fuck. I was like, right. dude, pull up. I'll get some gas for you. You know, but no. So, I had to sit there, he's like, fuck it, I'll just goddamn pay for it, I don't want to have to worry about getting goddamn money, I don't want to have to worry about thinking about owing you money, I don't want to think about all this shit, fuck it, here's my goddamn card. Right. That is, everything I do, almost everything I do can be traced back to me feeling awkward in that situation. I am so glad that I can throw a bit of money... Like, I say throw money around like I'm fucking rich. I'm not. I'm just in a not-shit spot for the first time in my life. Right. I, can, right. I am perfectly fine just saying, fuck you, I got this. Even right. when I didn't have that and I would use a credit card that had a horrible, horrible interest rate, it was all because I didn't want to have to fucking deal with it. <laughs> and that is the biggest influence on... I guess you could say that that's everybody's biggest influence, but usually it's, oh, it's because I was raised like this, because, like, I just don't want to have to fucking worry, so there. <laughs> right. Now, Jake, you, I have ran, uh, railed on for a while. If you have not thought of a few things by now, I am going to be quite upset. Well, it's easy because it's something that I think about often, so it's not like I just have to pull shit out of my ass because... It is. It's something that I think about often, you know, because um, I just kind of have that self-reflectiveness. Is tentacle porn? Um, no. So, uh, number one, I think a big one, and this is this covers like so many different areas, is uh, 
is Kevin Smith movies and just in general, like Kevin Smith as a person and to uh, another degree, like the the Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright stuff. And I say that because with the Kevin Smith stuff, it really is like whenever he says that he wrote movies that are like discussions with his friends, right? Mm -hmm. And just movies that he wanted to have his friends in. That is something that I'm like, that's totally something that if I had any sort of drive, I would probably do, right? Huh? Uh, Didn't you? uh, I I remember there was a script. Except for our long lost Vietnam video. No, no, no. I remember you had me read a script. (laughs) No, I don't remember. It it had issues, but it was a very, very thin first draft. So, you had a, let's just script more a frame. You had a, uh, right. a first draft of a plot at one point, yeah. And it was. It was right. very uh, Askewnian in nature. Right. And so, anyway, so uh, with that, you know, that that certainly plays a part. And then uh, I think a big part of it is that uh, I recognize a similar long-winded, babbling storyteller uh, you know, because if you watch an evening with Kevin Smith, he literally tells a story for like 45 yeah. minutes. And I'm and like, that's kind of that fun. I love which... those because that's what we love doing, considering this is already exactly. 55 minutes and 40 of it has been us <laughs> expectorating. Rambling. Right. And so and, and that's even whenever it comes to like with the podcast, why he was such a big influence, like as much as I love listening to. Uh, Bill Simmons's podcast, right? Which was, it was either that or Smodcast was one of the first ones I started listening to. Those two were the first two I started listening to, regardless, right? Um, you know, Simmons, his writing is more kind of what I like as you know a quote like a journalist or that sort of thing. But regardless, um, there's there's more nerdiness to to Kevin Smith stuff. And then with with Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright and those guys, uh, the reason I put them in there is that it has the British slant to you know, it. I um, would I would agree be- with that in a second aspect, not the British slant, because think about we do two types of things when we make references. All right, there is making the reference and sticking with it and making sure everybody knows. But there's or, a lot of dry humor I know, I know, to I know, us Jake, too, like Jake, really Jake, dry Jake. puns. Let me finish my second point. There's also hey, when you have that dry humor or that reference and then you don't fucking you don't shine a light on it. You just make it and you continue just going. It it's just you don't have right. to say make the reference and then stare at it for an hour, which is why I want to watch fucking Ready Player One because I want to see how horrible <laughs> it is because that's all that book was and it's all the movie's going to be. Make a reference, zoom in. Because a lot of Kevin Smith yeah, was focused on the reference. A lot of rights and pegs little thing like especially if you think of space they just made the reference and go i think a few times it was See, i don't even think smith focused on the reference like whenever they're i mean yeah they not might as bad you as know, others. have a discussion not about as bad as independent contractors on a death star no no no. that's that's but, that's a know. debate i'm talking about like a reference is made and then you kind of attention is drawn that the reference is made now smith is not nearly as bad as other people people he's not even bad at it i'm just saying that's a different type of referential comedy and it is and that's that's why i wanted to include both because types of the the things that they write about and the way they approach stuff is very very similar 
but there but there's a difference in the humor to Absolutely. each. And and those differences are I like I love the humor of both and I love both for what they are because I feel like, you know, it's a it's a pretty good representation of my and own yeah, humor, sadly, you know. My dear viewers have never got a chance to see that side of our humor because it usually happens when we're just in a natural setting talking and then we start right. getting into a fake argument that nobody else realizes well, is our fake. Arguments aren't no, exactly no, 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 no. Some might... of the times, Jake, some of the times when we just start railing about the dumbest shit, I don't have a leg in the race. You don't have a leg in the race, but we're still fucking ranting those instances. That's because we exactly. like to rant against that, each other. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> that, that, that's more dry than it normally is. We're not that deep into it in... I guess it is a problem because most people still, you know, they're like, oh, they're just bickering again. But what if it, half the time I don't <laughs> well, give two shits the about fucking it. title, if you don't like the bickering, there's a door for all four exactly. people who listen who I'm don't like the bickering. The is still, to this day, I'm pissed at both you and David for not realizing who gives a shit if it's Miley Cyrus. If she has Mjolnir, she's Thor. I am still <laughs> pissed off about that round of Super Fight, Jake. <laughs> where I put, where I got Miley Cyrus wielding Mjolnir. That means she's Thor. Whatever you had, I still am pissed off, and I'm still trying to win it. <laughs> hey, I'm still pissed off about fucking, uh, uh, what's it called? The, um, not, not Dwarfling. What's it called? Fucking. What the fuck are you talking about? A dwarfling? Halfling? No, the name of the the board game. Oh, Munchkin! <laughs> Munchkin, that was yes. An argument. Thank you. That was God. Fucking, fucking divine me, intervention Jake. could suck my intervening no, nuts. Jake, that was not an argument. That seriously was divine intervention. <laughs> it was, and it can still suck my loved, nuts. It no, was a bunch of bullshit. The second time was the best because okay, dear viewers, there was twice me, him, and his brother-in-law David were playing uh, Munchkin. The first time, both me and David just happened to have got a, uh, to got a, uh, what are they called? Uh, Cleric. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I was, I, it was his turn. We were all on the last floor, and he got divine intervention, and, and as part of doing an action. So, both me and him ended up winning, because I was a cleric, and, you know, he was, he David. won. So, everybody won, but Jake... And he got upset, and he was like, "Man, this fucking car!" And he bent it. My best angry moment. And he bent it, and when he threw it, because he actively was pissed off, he was genuinely angry about it. We were dying, but uh, the second time, everybody was on the last floor of Munchkin, and as an asshole move, Jake forced me to be a cleric while David was a cleric, and then coming up. He looked down and saw on the cards a bent card, knowing full well that that was divine intervention. And I'm sorry, I should have explained this. Divine intervention means everybody who is a cleric moves up one one step or one floor. This it is the only card in the game you can play and win. It is the only card that allows you to uh, to proceed to victory. Every other one that lets you go up on floor says you cannot win with this card. You know, it cannot be the final. You cannot play it on the final floor. But Divine Intervention can. So, after Jake was a dickhead and made me be a cleric and stop being whatever awesome thing I was, 
you could see it because that card was bent as fuck. It was just sitting there on the top. It's like, hey, Jake, play it, play it. Because the moment you pull Divine Intervention, you have to play it. Everybody won but Jake. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, but not as awesome as the first one. No, that no, one was I like the second great. one better because you flipped your goddamn chair. Like the, when you got up angrily, I thought that was the first one. No, 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 one the where first did one. That. You didn't realize that you were the only one who lost for like half a minute. But the second one, right when you knew, it's like you motherfucker, and you got up and your chair just went flying. It Man. was the best. It was. Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, uh, so that's that's kind of one of the the big things. Like uh, ref, like. Kind of playing into all of that, a, a second influence, I would have to give it up to uh, Fox Sunday uh, movies. Oh, yeah. We saw... Whenever we, we were kids. Because they, there was any number of movies that they would show that we didn't have. Sure, it was edited all Critters. the pieces. Like, White Men Can't Jump missed so many of the great mama jokes and, and everything else. Like but Critters. You remember that? Exactly. Or, you, yes. Please, Jake, tell me you remember this movie. I believe it was called uh, "Morons from Outer Space," about the about the tiny, tiny little aliens that crash landed on Earth during Halloween, during a broadcasting of War of the Worlds. Uh, it's and one familiar. of the aliens was say... like Jack Nicholson esque. He tried being Jack Nicholson the whole time. I believe it sounds no, familiar. It was either that or spaced invaders. There is one of those uh, two. Maybe it was space. Yeah. Because I think morons. Yeah. Anyway. But no, I just remember you know we would uh, come home from church and sit and watch movies oh, on yeah. Fox, or you know we had like the jar yes. of pennies and we would Google sit it, out Jake. And count out pennies so that we could go spaced to the movies. Spaced invaders. It is it. Yeah, I knew no, there was a Google movie called it and Space Invaders. The moment yeah. you look at the the pictures, but um, so that's that's one that I would certainly. You remember it <laughs> yeah. now, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep, I do. Good. I'm not crazy. Anyway, no, uh, well. Oh, it got an eight percent Rotten Tomatoes, but what does Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't tomatoes know shit? Anyway, um. And, and kind of going along on your, your comedy route, I think I have to give a really big shout-out to uh, Eddie Murphy. Um, and I, I think it's because, you know, whenever I really started listening to his comedy, you know, the shit had already been out for 10-plus years. Yeah. And, you know, I was right in that sweet spot being like 16, 17, and just found it incredibly hilarious. Like, even now, after having listened to so much Eddie Murphy, if I listen to Richard Pryor, like, Richard Pryor's hilarious, but I would take Eddie Murphy. Really? Right? Um, yeah, yeah. Eddie Murphy, like, my Mount Rushmore of comedians would be Eddie Murphy. Um, oh, God, this would be so tough. <clears throat> yeah, Eddie Murphy would be number one. Um I would put Richard Pryor on the Mount Rushmore, but then I would follow it up with George Carlin, and it would be tough, but I, uh, I would hate to try to choose between Dennis Leary and Chris Rock, but um, uh, that would be my 
That would be my own Chris personal. Rock's like to good, me, Chris but Rock he's is not a but pinnacle dude, good. His 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 storytelling, like bigger and blacker, is as good of a comedy special as you will but, find. I know, but most and of Chappelle, his... I've seen Chappelle live, and I love Chappelle, and I don't know if I could put him on the Mount Rushmore. Like Killing Him Softly is fucking hilarious the, and Jake, one of my favorite. Here's the thing about but... uh, Rock: most of his comedy is say a thing, reaction, as in this is happening. What is wrong with you? That that kind of thing, like that. The the the, the punchline is always look look incredulous or a variation of what is wrong with you. That's it. That the storytelling is okay, true, but all of the comedy comes the, back to that. But the aspect of his storytelling that I felt like he did better than anyone else was the callback. Like whatever he mentions at one point, right? The the way he ties it in a second, third, or possibly even fourth time is phenomenal. To me, he did that better than any other comedian. Like all comedians do that, right? They mention something, and if it's something that gets a real big pop, then of course it's going to have you know a second life later on in the the you know in the set. But to me, I felt like Chris Rock did it better than anyone else. Now with George Carlin, some people might leave him off, but my the thing that I love about Carlin the most is a yes he's hilarious, but b it's actually more the way he approached comedy and his work ethic. All of his specials, he hand-wrote out, right? Mm -hmm. And everything that he would say on stage, he memorized off of that sheet of paper. If he did not have his entire set memorized, he would not go on. He would not do it. Because to him, there was a lack of professional courtesy in having all of this material and not committing to it. Less of a stand-up, more of a one-man show. Kind of, yes. And that's that's the thing that I... Uh, I can't remember when what I was watching or how that came about, but it was something on him, and he mentioned that that's how he approached it. And to me, I'm like, there was something about that that just really resonated that I found absolutely but fascinating But a lot of his awesome. stuff didn't age well. No, but... That's all of those comedians. Uh, Murphy has only had a couple jokes that aged well. I like I said, I can't watch the beginning of uh, Delirious. Yeah, I think I can't watch the first fifteen minutes. You can't. It's horrid. It's 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 cringing. Eighties casual bigotry. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh my God! It's yes, yes, yes. So yeah, I can't, and a lot of Leary's I can't because it's just it's I'm. What you would consider edgy then, he would have had Dennis Leary would be a oh god would would be Dennis Miller today. Think about it like that. True. Everything he said That's is true. right up there. He, Dennis Leary's comedy then would be a segment on Infowars now. Right, and Chappelle, those Chappelle specials. On Netflix, like the second set, I watched the first one. is pretty oh, really? damn funny, dude. <clears throat> the newer one? Yeah. The new one or the huh? old one? No, the, well, I watched the first one of the old one and the first one of the new one. Both of them are fantastic. Nice. 
the the first one of the new set of two was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I loved it. But anyway, so and, and maybe I should just kind of bring that into comedy in general. Um because like you mentioned with the jerk, it is very, very subjective. Like at one point I was okay with listening to Rodney Carrington because I thought some of that shit was funny. Oof. But <laughs> when it, whenever he started acting like a ignorant redneck, the ignorant redneck the glass that he shatter. is. Exactly. Exactly. Whenever I saw some of the stupid shit he would put on on Twitter, whether he was trying to be funny or if he was being sincere, I was like, nah, dude, I can't roll with that. So as funny as I think the line... He's a gay factory worker from the South. He'll take what you pee out of and put it in his mouth. That's that's pretty fucking funny, Wait. especially whenever you hear the song itself, right? But that there was still a glass shatter. Anyway, so regardless, comedy in general, I think, has just played a really big part, right? Um, and then finally, finally. Okay. All right, Bob. I have to give it up. To Zay Hip Hop. I said because you're a whore. You have to give it up. But what? (laughs) Who? So, I have to give it up to hip hop slash rap, alright? Oh, okay. I thought, Um, okay, Zay, you said Zay, not Z. Zay Hip Hop. Zay? Zay. No, Zay is Z A Y. Zay Hip Hop. I was like, who the fuck is Zay Hip Hop? (laughs) Shut up, Bob. Alright? Get your fucking words right, Jake. (laughs) So, I mentioned this because. You know, whenever whenever mom would drive us around and we'd listen to like Aerosmith and and Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and all that stuff, right? Really, in the long run, some of those songs still really wasn't even considered classic rock, even though it had only been like fifteen uh-huh. years, right? Um, which that was fun and great, and that gave me kind Shit, of a, some of it was uh, from an album that came out the year before, right? Exactly. So. You know, with that, that that set a certain frame. But whenever, whenever I got to a certain age, I don't even think it was partially the rebelliousness. You know, because Dad threatened to beat me up for bringing home a Puff Daddy single after my first summer of Upper Bound. Uh, classy fool. With with hip hop, he's a classy huh? fool like that, <laughs> right? There was. The, the music, even now, like, not this shit that passes for music in general these days, but... It's just going through the pop cycle, was... and that's the problem with it. It is, this is what gets, this is what people are buying, or this is what gets play, so this is what you're you're going on about. Listening to Acid Rap, right. and then listening to Chance the Rapper on fucking a, uh, an actual pop song, is the... The most diametric thing you could fucking hear. Seriously, it's insane. So yeah, you can't right. like in all aspects. You can't fucking take top one hundred as what you should be listening to. It's it's horrid. Right. But anyway, so with hip hop, it kind of changed. Just uh, I think the reason it changed is because I personally changed at the same time as what I really started to listen. To, you listen to a shitload of Nelly, Jake. Just saying. Right, but I'm talking about even before that, like in 97, right? That's whenever I made personal choices of, hey, I'm not going to be an ignorant ass like my own father and so many other people in my family, you know? Uh, There's nothing wrong with black people. 
And, Which, you know, uh, guys, let's couch um, that. Uh, this is an actual thought you did have to have in the deep, deep, deep south where it was a big hullabaloo when our high school got a black. Like, seriously. It's true. I was I was telling a co-worker, like, this whole story, I think it was yesterday, you know, of kind of what it was like, you know, growing in the house with growing up in the house with dad and some of the ignorance and and the ignorance of Southern Kentucky in general, you know. Um, and so, you know, whenever I really started listening to it the most was whenever I started to make that own shift, you know, in my own thought process and the way that I approach life and people in general. Um and plus, there's just some really good fucking party songs, you know? Like, whenever, whenever it comes to that, there's just some that are just really good, whether you have it cranked up or if you just have it in the background, that it just has a, a certain feel and a certain beat to it that you just find yourself grooving to that you can't and don't with... You can't stop. With you rock and roll. won't stop. Because it's bad boys for life. Won't stop. <laughs> god damn <laughs> but uh but no so so going back uh, to know, zay every... hip-hop and his wonderful tracks shut up dude i fucking hate you so bad hey buddy <laughs> i wish i could kick you in the shin right now dude <laughs> uh eat a dick if people want to know why I have anger issues, all they need to do is listen to you try to talk oh, yeah, to it's me at any the point in time. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. You're the victim. All right. Yeah. Sure, Bob. <gasps> anyway. But, uh, yeah. So that's kind of just uh, how I kind of saw everything. So. Yeah. Not. Nah, uh but at the like, it is really hard trying to hammer down when we stop being fucking. Uh, I don't even fucking think I ever oh, was. See, a but I remember when I stopped being that way. Like I can, I can remember making, you know, not like in the the movie sense of you have this one this one scene and the music swells and you're like, not yeah. Well, that's me. that's how racism racism and enlightenment works. You just kind of right. You, get, you don't the, like. Knowledge doesn't come like it. Well, wisdom. We'll do this. Knowledge you can learn in one second. Someone tells you a thing, you remember the thing. Wisdom is something that's gradual. You don't just fucking turn a page and like, you know what? Everybody deserves representation. This is very. This is problematic shit. Like it's a gradual thing. Realizing that shit can like you were doing bad and you change. Like. Changing is something that takes a while. Like, true change. There's yeah. superficial shit like, I'm going to stop doing X. <laughs> I'm going to stop doing but, X. But the thing, the, the key turning point for me was that first day I got on the bus to go to Upper Bound. Yes, Upper Bound and, is uh, a good eye-opener for a lot of people in, the, in our region. Because you're forced. Yeah, but I hadn't even reached Berea College. I had just got on the bus. Come on, take, get on the bus. Up, that would pick us up there Fine. at the middle school. And Joy, uh, I think she was already out by the time no, you got probably. in all of that. Anyway, so Joy, she was from Clinton County, if I remember right. Which I'm like, fuck, imagine being black in Pulaski <laughs> County and then trying to imagine being black in Clinton Shit. County. 
Um, and so, um, me and Dustin got on the bus and she was like, Hey, I know you two are new. It's her and Candace Ballinger were sitting there. And, um, and she was like, you know, Hey, uh, what was it? She had asked maybe, I know she asked how old we were and we're like, yeah, you know, we're both 15. And she's like, Oh, hell no. We got some gel bait on this bus. <laughs> and, and she, and still to this day, she still calls me gel bait. <laughs> And she would, like, in Upper Bounds, she'd walk by. She's like, huh, not today, gel bait. And she would clink her wrist together, right, whenever she would say gel bait. Oh, shit. And, I mean, that was the first genuine interaction I had had with a black person. And I found it. She, I still love Joy to this day. She is one of my favorite people in the world. (laughs) Well done, Bob. Uh so it, it was that moment where things like sto- totally started to flip and, you know, and everything started to change after that moment. Yeah. I, cause on mine, I, I think I know why I never really had a, a single moment like that. Cause shit, one of my earliest memories of, uh, of preschool, like when we, when I used to have daycare at the Y, my preschool or whatever, the only person who right? talked to me was that kid Cameron. That's it. Him and his mom were awesome people. He's the only person that ever talked to me. And yeah, he was black. So I never had that single moment. Cause I mean, other than the only at growing up, the only black person I know was incredibly cool with me. Yet every white person I knew was an asshole. I never had right. to have that glass shatter moment because I, I'm not a fan of white people, Jake. I can do it. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of sort of the same way, Bob. I, yep. So, and I think maybe that's part of it is like our, the, the rebelliousness or rabble rouserness. Like I 100, I 100% kind of, uh, get it and fall in line and feel like I kind of rebellious have the same sentiments. Rebellious. What? Uh, you no know? context, Jake. Cause you do realize we were just talking about, uh, well, Social integration and your. Oh, sorry. I should say. Okay, there you go. Hating white people is the rebellious part. Okay. No, there's there's a there's a a the the rebelliousness in the sense of being kind of have a thumb pressed over you and kind of keeping you held down to a certain point of complete like defeat, you know. And, you know, maybe it's just more thinking about the oppression that we kind of had to live under, you know, Prince Donald the yeah. dickhead. And but... yeah, everything is relative, guys. I'm going to have to say that because I, I can hear all, everything we're saying and I can picture myself Monday cringing because thinking about it in a worldview, <laughs> us talking about how bad we had it. But at the same time. If you if you have somebody trying to talk about the shit they went through and you're saying, oh, well, it wasn't this bad, fuck you. That is flat out simple. Yeah. We, are, no. we are just that's, conveying that's my... the shit that we had. I know for a fact it's not as bad right. as other people. But you also need to understand the fact that I am terrified of holding glass because if I drop it, I shatter it, and I get my ass beat. That is yeah. – I am terrified. I am a klutz. Because I am terrified of the fact that I'm going to drop something because I had a very, very abusive and aggressive father. So, 
take that into consideration before you say, oh, two white boys talking about fucking oppression. Go fuck yourself. Everybody had their own shit. Right. And see, that's the thing. That's why I really I'm not the type to really complain because I'm like, I always knew that no matter how bad we had it, there was so many others out there. So many of my fucking social circle had it infinitely worse. Oh, yeah. Not. And this is something I am having. I am dealing with constantly of the fact of just because you didn't have it as worse as somebody else doesn't mean you shouldn't say anything. You need to try to get things off your chest. And it is very hypocritical me saying this and hardly ever fucking living by it. But baby steps. Shut up, Jake. <laughs> it's true. But no, and and so that you know there is there's there's something to where you know I uh when <sighs> You know what? Don't worry about it, Jake. It's it's yeah. it's honestly it's hard it's hard couching this shit because it is a landfill. Well, no, it, it's true, but a, I a had, minefield, had, not landfill. There, there was a discussion where, and you know, and I wasn't trying to say that oh that this was more important, but I, in my um my um film and culture class that I had. There were some of those stupidest Utah bubble kids in that class. And I was like, you know, because we were talking about, uh, it was about, it kind of centered around the movie The uh-huh. Help, right? And um, and they were talking about how it was a ridiculous notion that people could only tell their story if a white person told it. And I was like, you all have never lived in the fucking South. You don't know what it's like. That white person, any white person you see, which there's not going to be many, in any of those pictures from from Selma or from uh, Dr. King's speech in D.C., those white people, you do not realize that they were just as vilified, if not maybe more so, because they're they're kind of going against the race. They're you they know, are considered they're, blood traitors. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And I'm like, and you don't understand that people, they did not have a voice. Hell, in some, in many ways, they still don't have a voice, right? And it, it's not like someone being like, oh, I'm white. I'm going to try to bring this darkie but up. Here's and, the problem. You know, I'm really going to help them out. In terms of the movie, that? yes, that's a perfectly valid ups, a thing to be upset about because in film, Everything gets solved by the white person. It is in the book. I think even the book had did not even have that fucking character or some shit. But the movie had to have. The problem of uh, the problem that it stems from is, oh, the black person just needs white people to save them. Like you need that magical, uh, uh, perfect white person to come along and uh, blindside you. That is the shittiest movie right. in existence of, oh, oh, no, 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 uh, Sandra Bullock is just going to come, you know, and blindside the hell out of this, this, this poor, this poor black boy. She's going to take care of her. No, like, that's a different movie, I know, movie, I'm saying, it's, the help is kind of in the same, like, oh, no, all the, nobody realized anything until the white girl fixed everything. That is the problem with the help. <laughs> right, well, and see, so I think that was... The the problem was is that they were taking the movie and applying it to reality. I don't know. I, I don't know. I and you know again this was like fucking five. Now why years are you ago, still so. upset about it, buddy? Because <laughs> dude, it, 
it still pisses me off because I'm like, you fucking people. I'm like, you you sit in your Utah bubble. You don't realize that there's a bubble. If somebody points it out, they're the asshole. You are no different than the people in southern Kentucky who gain some sort of fucking not reference, but some sort of purview of the rest of the world, you know, they, the whole, the glass is shattered for some people, right? They, there's, there's no, Oh, Hey, you know, we've got our little spot and you know, anything that happens outside of it, whatever, just as long as it's not happening here, kind of bullshit. Right. Okay. Hey, I feel yeah. like I'm rambling, but uh, whatever. AJ, I'm going to stop. Uh, go with so. that feeling. <laughs> Trust your heart. <laughs> Sorry. I hate you, Bob. <laughs> Yeah, I had no, yeah, that was going, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think we're just petering right. out. <laughs> Fuck, we've been doing this for an hour yeah. and a half. Oh! <laughs> so, I actually watched The Big Lebowski on Tuesday, because it was like, it turned okay. 25, like, last week. And there's some things that I noticed that I didn't pick up on before, and it's some people who were okay in movie? it. Huh? It's only a mildly okay movie. Actually, I felt that way the first time I ever watched Big Lebowski, but I appreciated it more the more I watched it. I was it. the opposite. Kind of like Napoleon Dynamite. Um, oh, I couldn't stand but, Dynamite. I still can't stand that fucking movie. But, dude, that movie is, uh, meaning Big Lebowski, is still kind of funny. So whenever I was just doing my rambling, I kind of thought of the rambling in, in Lebowski. Oh, my like, God. Uh, uh, uh. You know, so oh anyway. my god, that is that is where that was going. Just oh, it reminded me no, of a thing. I wasn't doing it on purpose, but oh my god, I don't know, dude. You're you're a pain in the ass. I'm not the one who's like, oh yeah, that reminded me of me remembering something. It was nice. <laughs> Bye. Anyway, we can finish up then. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and wrap that shit up. Uh, tell them where they can find us. Holy shit. So. You can find us on the Facebook, even though I'm not doing anything with Facebook at the moment. Uh, Bob at least still has uh, some control over That's the worst part, Jake. You need to hop on at least to share the fucking thing, because you have more people who look at your stuff. I don't know, man. I don't know about any more, but... Uh, But regardless, anyway... um, so you can also find us on the Twitter machine at ABQ Podcast. Oh, capital A, capital B, capital Q. Sorry, I was on my phone. <laughs> Good job, Nicole. I'm proud of you. Yep. Eat That's a dick. <laughs> um, and you can also email us, brotherscoral at gmail.com, but nobody ever does, so why should we worry? So, yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Do the thing. Uh, so. <laughs> I just did the thing, Bob. No, 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 uh, them, they do the, man, oh. we're just, we just, we talked ourselves into tiredness, didn't we? I think so. God, still got more shit to do today, fuck. All right, so, <laughs> until next time, we here at A Brother's Quarrel would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. Not with that attitude, they don't. Womp. <laughs>